0: Well, guys, I heard a new word a couple days ago, and after some deep reflection and cogitation, I realized, you know what? Hey, this is a signpost on the road out of hell. Good news. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Ott. And uh, gents, this is the term I heard somebody use. It was a transgendered individual. I'm pretty sure that it was a, a biological male who had become a trans woman who was attracted to trans women and therefore was a lesbian. See how that works. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep up with it. You, you can't you can't follow the game without a program. Yeah. But that uh, so, something very similar to that. Go ahead. And the term that they used regarding lesbians and what we would call lesbians and gay people was he said, well, that person is is cis lesbian. <laughs> and I went, Now that's an interesting term. And and they also referred to cis gay. Now for those of you who've been in a medically induced coma or something, you probably know by now that the trans movement is is using the term cis to refer to people who are not trans and what they're trying to accomplish by this politically is to say that essentially there are two kinds of humans there are trans humans and cis humans and that they're just the luck of the draw which one of those you might possibly be what they're trying to avoid is the idea of normality or anything else like this. So, cis is a pejorative that's applied to straight people, to normal people, to regular people, and Elon Musk is considered a slur, and he's banned the term cis from from Twitter. But Steve, I heard the term cis lesbian and cis gay, and I realized this this is how this thing is going to end for them. The great reality ball, the smashing reality ball of reality, I'm sorry, let me try that again. The great wrecking ball of reality has come smashing into them, and the contradictions in their philosophy have finally reached what is beginning to be the end point of everything. Yeah. Um, now, I'm... A- the, the, oh, sorry, just, sorry, just, sorry, sorry. Sorry, just it just, just up. Um, this this insanity, strangely enough, is going to end, and I don't mean just the trans insanity. This is now at the point where the left has, is eating. It's one thing when they, when they go after uh, somebody... Um, you know, who's a, a an old feminist or, or something, or J.K. Rowling, you know. But when but when the trans movement is insulting gay people by using the same slur that they apply to straight people, then pretty soon those stripes are going to come off, the, the the diagonal stripes are going to come off the pride flag. There's going to be a big old divorce and a big civil war. Gays, lesbians, and bi's are going to be the ones who are going to put an end to this trans insanity and when I heard the term cis lesbian, I thought, "Man, I find that a little offensive." I wonder how cis lesbians feel about
1: it. Yeah, you—you you actually hit me out of left field with that one. I, the word I—the new word that I thought you were going to hit us with—is uh, one I learned about last week: uh, uh, gynosexual. And this is people who are attracted to women because we didn't have a word for that before. <laughs> no. <laughs> And I got a. And very- you know,
0: it's a used. To, it used to be a joke, right? I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Yes. I <laughs> mean, that's that's that's
1: how the joke used to go. Exactly. Uh, and now that's that's uh, that that is an actual color on the ever increasingly garish pride flag. Um, you know, I've I've always been a big believer in uh, the stupidest thing anybody has ever tried to do, and people keep trying to do it all throughout history is to legislate uh, sex practices because what two or more people get up to in the privacy of their own bedrooms. You can't legislate that. Stop wasting everybody's time. The the, the sex police thing is—it's never going to happen. It's never going to work. It's just just let let people be. But that is a far cry from this attempt to outlaw normality, or at least to make normality uh, d- to force normality into the closet. And and I had a bit of a revelation on, on on this very show a few months ago, where I said the reason they call it normal is because that's what most people are, and, and we. we, we we have to keep that in mind here. Um, if, if you're different, be different. Celebrate that diversity. I, I just, I love that. But you can't do it at the price of telling normal people that we are the weird ones who are somehow oppressive just because we're trying to live normal lives and and, and not forcibly, being forcibly required to, to celebrate your diversity. Just live and let live, please. But this, this split that you're talking about between the L, the G, and the B, and the T and the Q has actually been coming for a while, and it started with the yep. very people being uh, slandered with this new cis-lesbian word, and the the, the original term was TERF, the uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminist, and there's nothing... F- Radical but, about but they them. could have
0: been straight women. Most of them, like J.K. Rowling, were straight women who were TERPs.
1: Yes, and and there's there, there's nothing radical uh, about being a woman who is lesbian not wanting to have sex with men. But the trans movement has become so militant that they insisted to lesbian women. Oh, well, if somebody identifies as a woman, merely identifies as a woman, they might still have all the uh, all the male gear down there, but if they identify as a woman and as a lesbian you aren't attracted to them, then there's something wrong with you. And that's right. This this is how the turfs were, were were born. And the radical here are the people trying to take what is not normal the diversity, the freakishness, your freak flag, whatever you want to call it, and enforce it on everybody else through uh, uh, severe cultural disnorms, I guess we'd call them, or even through the force of law. So when you hear, when you hear turf, when you hear cis lesbian, um, understand that this is a radical attempt at reshaping the language to take a tiny fraction of, of, of society and enforce that on the other 98 and percent yes exactly and that that's radical, uh
0: scott yeah it is and scott I, I mean none of this makes sense to people who make sense but in terms of the rules of the game as it is played by the left this is why this is such big news all of, of Marxist thought, all of all of the Frankfurt School, all of the all of that stuff is predicated on critical theory, all of that, political correctness, predicated on the idea that we're gonna take society, divide it up into tribes, all those tribes have to attack the middle, they can never attack each other under any circumstances. And that's how you get grievances and victimhood and hierarchies of victimhood. Now, gay people at one time were pretty much top of the heap in terms of, of the victimhood uh, card that they could play. But now they are being portrayed as the oppressors. Now they're being portrayed as the problem by people who are even further out in left field. And the reason that this is important is because you know, normal straight people like you and I have nothing to say about this because we're all such racists and homophobes and so on. It's going to be tough to accuse homosexual people of being homophobes. They'll do it, mind you. Don't get me wrong. But, but in the cult of victimhood, we are now at the point where the victims are attacking other victims and... This is a game changer in terms of the lunacy logic that that these people follow.
2: It's funny because when you hear politicians talk about it, especially on the left, they basically critique the right for saying they're trying to legislate who you can love. And it's always portrayed in terms of that, of love, as this kind of self-sacrificial, mutual, supporting, loving uh, relationship. And yet more and more, you, it's like... People are not satisfied with that. Let's—we've got to push it even further. We've got to—we've got to get out into this territory that really doesn't seem to have anything to do with love. I mean, that scenario you mapped out at the beginning—I made notes translating what you said—and basically, <laughs> it looks like you said uh, that there's a biological male who likes women. Now, in my That's exactly right. In my book, that is called a heterosexual male who's turned on by lesbian porn. And that <laughs> looks like what, essentially, he's trying to create his own little lesbian porn live action uh, movie. Um, and that, I don't think, is a civil rights issue. And frankly, it's getting to the point where he's infringing on the civil rights of others. Like he's not not necessarily in a government sense of it, but basically trying to bring down social opprobrium on the heads of people who are not willing to go that additional step in the direction of aberration. I mean, it's funny because this is an old-fashioned way of talking about this, but when you used to hear, uh, uh, you know, biblical Christians referring to things like this as an abomination to the Lord, I think I'm starting to understand what the word abomination means.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. And uh, South Park got this 10 years ago or more. When they had a character who wanted to be, uh, who's a male who wanted to be considered a woman, and the main reason he wanted to be considered a woman was so that he could have an abortion. That's that's the that's the entire attitude of it. I am a male who wants to be a female because I want to be able to have kids so that I can have an abortion. And and if you think I'm joking, I'm not. This is deadly serious. The person in question here is to be to give them the the uh, the fundamental. intellectual honesty of trying to describe their position accurately as i understand it is this is a biological male who wants to love women and be loved as a woman by women that's what this person is after and of all the things in the trans movement and the fat acceptance movement all the rest of it that is the most remarkable to me and this is why i mentioned the great wrecking ball of reality is this unshakable conviction on the part of these activists that they can talk you into or shame you into anything we have seen for the last two years where where biological men who become transsexual women try to talk straight heterosexual men into dating and marrying them as if this is something that they can argue their way out of if you don't date and marry me that makes you a transphobe well then I, where where's the list you know they actually seem to think they can do this and when you hear the same thing with the fat acceptance move is where they talk about how much healthy it is and if you don't like if you don't like people if you don't if you're not attracted to women who are 600 pounds then there's something wrong with you so you better get your act straightened together and i'm going to talk you into finding me attractive that's what they that's what they really believe Yeah, this is, is what happens when you have life. a that that's it. and they'll bludgeon you into it exactly. But the problem is, you see, they can bludgeon you into compliance socially. They can bludgeon certain people into taking a knee and saying, "Oh no, you become a woman. You think you're a woman? You're automatically a woman." But you cannot beat the biology out of people. The biology will remain. And you can you can lecture people as much as you want to, but you're going to have a you are not going to be able to convince straight heterosexual men to date you while you still have male body parts because you identify as a woman and therefore there's something wrong with that guy. So I know this whole thing is extraordinarily complicated. It's, it's a giant Gordian knot of, of, of grievance and, and, and identity and insanity and neurosis and all the rest of it. But just take my word for it on this one. This, this willingness to attack gay people with the slur that they use for straight people and apply it to them because by their logic it does apply, is the beginning of the end, not only of this trans movement and this, and this social re-engineering fantasy, it's the beginning of, of, of the insanity of left-wing politics coming into contact with its own inevitable internal contradictions. And that's something we should all recognize as a signpost on the road out of hell. For Steve Green and Scott and Bill Whittle, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Right Angle.